Welcome to the Goalie Hacks podcast, the show dedicated to providing elite tips, hacks, and strategies to take your game to the next level, where we help you become an elite goaltender, one hack at a time. And now, here's your host, Mike Santaguida. All righty, bang, bang. Thank you so much for tuning back into the show. And this is, uh, you're listening now to the Goalie Hacks audio experience. And I'm your host, as always, Mike Santaguida here. Uh, with you guys today and what an awesome episode you know we have lined up for you goalies today and that's featuring UK legend uh, Nathan Craze and Nathan has been a longtime listener of the show and uh, was a privilege to have him on but he also had a Hall of Fame level career over in the UK uh, known as one of the most prominent goalie minds to come out of the country and today we just dove into so much but I think the real winner uh, you know was how candid the convo was and, and it was truly a conversation uh, you know, versus an interview, and we both said when it was done, you know, we could have gone way longer. Uh, it was going so well. So, Nathan, really appreciate your time, man. Uh, appreciate your support of the show uh, for so long now, and I know you guys are going to love the content we uh, dive into today. So make sure to stick around for the whole episode to catch all the details. But without further ado, let's jump right into this week's conversation. I know you're going to love the chat. Nathan and I had today. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Goalie Hacks podcast. And I'm super excited to be joined today by another incredible goalie mind and a former British national standout in both professional and international play. And that gentleman is Nathan Craze. And Coach Craze grew up playing hockey in Wales over in UK, playing his entire minor hockey and pro career there, sporting some amazing numbers and winning tons of personal and team accolades and championships along the way, also representing his country on a significant number of occasions uh, as well in the IAHF play. But since retiring from an exceptional playing career in 2012, Nathan has gone on to coach professionally as well as being named the goaltending uh, coach in his home country, Great Britain, uh, calling him the coach on several occasions for the national teams. And as of recently, was also named the goaltending coach for Western University and Wilfrid Laurier University here in Ontario. Nathan is now developing goaltenders in the Montreal area, and it couldn't be happier to welcome him to the show today to chat some goalie development. Nathan, how you doing, man? Thanks for coming on the show, buddy. I'm great. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me on the show. Much appreciated. Yeah, well, right on, and and uh, you know, great to connect. I know, I know, you and I connected uh, a while back, and it's, uh, you know, we were talking a bit, you know, about the podcast uh, prelude to when we started recording. But uh, you know, it, it, great to get you on the show finally, man. I knew you'd be a great fit, and uh, you know, really cool to just talk about the the. W- w- you know, you said you you've been a listener since day one on the show. Maybe you can just share with everybody, you know. Uh, being being an avid listener, the journey that we've all kind of gone through together. Yeah, definitely. Like I think just the, the content that you bring on a, on a weekly basis with the different guests that you have, the different minds from uh, you know many hockey uh, areas around the world, and uh, you know for me to uh, share that information with uh, with my goaltenders, but also learn myself has been uh, been amazing resource and especially you know last year with uh with covid and not a lot uh, going on in the world it was definitely uh, uh a joy to turn into uh goalie hacks every week and uh, and to learn something <laughs> yeah no i mean uh and 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 i appreciate all your support man and everybody listening who who has been also a listener for a long time you know we put a a lot of time, uh, money and effort into, into the show. And, and, um, you know, it's really just to give back to the goalie community, 
did it my whole life. Love it. Grassroots guy. And I just felt there was kind of a void with, uh, you know, really just diving into kind of the nitty gritty stuff of uh, uh, on the development side of things that not a lot of people talk about. So uh, can't thank you enough for your support, Nate. It's uh, pretty uh, surreal, you know, I guess where we've come in, in a short period of time. You know, I had I had the podcast planned actually before COVID happened and I was kind of putting it all together and it just uh, it all kind of just fit the bill. And, and you know, it's been uh, very amazing to connect with all the guests, like you said, and the variety, just uh, even for me learning a lot, to just even during the recording sessions, man. So Really appreciate the kind words, man. And, and for everybody listening who's been a part of this journey, um, you know, uh, we'll uh, hopefully have a, a, a lot longer to go here. Uh, but maybe, you know, uh, you can just kind of dive into how things have been uh, during COVID so far. You know, what are some of the challenges you and your goalies have had to overcome up to this point in time? I know you're in uh, in Canada now the last few years. Yeah, well, obviously the the last year has just been tough for, for everyone and, uh, you know, for, for myself, I spent pretty much the, uh, the first 14 months of, uh, of COVID in, uh, in Toronto. So I didn't touch the ice for over a year. And, um, but on a, on a positive note, you know, I tried to use this time to, to reflect, um, evolve, you know, improve myself as a, as a coach um, and, uh, you know, try and learn as much as I could, especially with having so much free time. But I, I thought it was so important for me to stay in touch and stay connected with uh, with the goaltenders I work with. You know, especially in Ontario, a lot of those kids haven't you know played a game in over a year. Or so you know, for me, just to stay uh, stay connected, you know, giving them kind of different stuff to to listen to, to read, um, you know, game clips, um, anything that I could do just to help them be proactive, you know, stay focused and uh, just get ready for that next puck drop whenever that is. And, you know, I just kept on saying to the goaltenders, just don't look back and just say, you know, I wish I did this, right? So use the time wisely and uh, be prepared and uh, have kind of no regrets and come, uh, come training camp or when puck drops. Yeah, well, right on, man. And I know it's kind of, uh, been a difficult time for everybody and, and we're all going through hardships and uh, great advice to just keep looking forward. Don't look back and, you know, make sure you use your time as best as you can to do some other things, that, you know, while you can. But, you know, wish you and your guys and, and your teams the best of luck as we move forward into the summer here. But uh, maybe you can just start off by briefly sharing a bit of, of your background and how we got to where we are today. Yeah, absolutely. So I was uh, born and raised in a town called uh, Mercer Tidville in Wales, which is about 30 minutes outside the capital, Cardiff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, lucky for me, uh, Cardiff actually had a, uh, a pro hockey team. So uh, when uh, when I was a kid, they actually had a, uh, a weekly TV show that they would show all the, the game highlights. And, uh, oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, like, me and my dad used to uh, watch those <laughs> together. And it, Shows how old I am now because my dad used to record them all on uh, VHS <laughs> for uh, for me to watch. Um, yeah. So so yeah, that was kind of how I got started. Went to uh, a live game and I was just obsessed with uh, the goaltender. And uh, yeah, I just told my dad from that's what I want to be. And 
learned to skate for, for eight months before I was able to join the, the minor hockey program in Cardiff and started at U10 and, uh, you know, made my way all the way up to, uh, to the pro team. And, uh, you know, I was lucky enough to have a, uh, a seven year pro career, you know, especially from coming from a town that, uh, that never produced a professional hockey player ever. Right. So, uh, you know, that's something I'm definitely proud of. And, and then, you know, like you said, once retiring, then I kind of started my own goalie coaching business in in the UK and driving, uh, you know, crazy hours uh, the whole <laughs> length of the UK some weekends just to kind of yeah. do clinic and coach and and then move to Canada in uh, 2017. Uh, opportunity came in, uh, in London, Ontario to work with, uh, with Dave Rook, um, yeah. who's the National Predators Development uh goalie coach and he used to work with the the London Knights so I kind of worked alongside him kind of doing minor hockey coaching university doing a little bit in the in the OHL and uh, and then COVID hit and uh, and now just moved to Montreal in the, the last couple of months and now uh, developing goaltenders here right on man well I guess you know let's rewind all the way back you know, to, to the, the start of your next level of your career, you know, uh, and when you're first transitioning from minor hockey to junior hockey, you know, over in England, uh, where did you initial, initially struggle the most when you tried to make that jump? Well, I was way too intense. I was, <laughs> I was that kid that you couldn't talk to me the day of the game. Um, the night before, guys would, you know, ask me if you want to go and see a movie. I'd be like, no, um, I got to prepare for for the game and uh, and then my yeah. you know pre-game routine on game day yeah. was just ridiculous so right. if i could go back i would definitely you know tell myself just to kind of relax you know kind of you know be be loose and kind of just realize that you know the the preparation is the you know the four or five days before and not the the couple of hours on on game day mm. but uh you know at the time i thought i was I was doing the the right thing, but I was probably doing more harm than uh, than good back then. Yeah, yeah, and I guess from uh, you know, and and I think that's maybe uh, that comes with maturity and just experience and stuff like that. So maybe from like a play standpoint, what's kind of surprised you the most when you first got there? The uh, the big the biggest thing I felt was uh, just the um, the discipline. What mm. uh, what it really takes, you know, to you know, play with kids that are, you know, 18, 19 years old and uh, mm. the, um, you know, the kind of making sure that the off-ice habits were, uh, were good as well and uh, just being prepared um, for me was uh, was one of the key things. And, uh, yeah, like, uh, like I said, sometimes I felt maybe I was too overpaid, um, mm. especially on the kind of the mental side, Uh you know, I'll be doing visualization, breathing techniques, listening to music, y- you name it. So do it all. So yeah, like yeah, I, I kind of realized as time went on that you know less was more, and right. uh, you know really I, I look back and there's times where you know first shot of the game it was gold because I was just exhausted from just, right. just from everything. So just being able to kind of dial it back and you know kind of you know, just go in with just feeling good, feeling relaxed. And, uh, you know, I felt it would have definitely been uh, more beneficial for my performance back then. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You got to, 
you know, the shiny object syndrome where you like want to do it all right. But I think everybody sort of got to just find those things that kind of work for them, which sounds like you did, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, definitely a process. And there's, there's a lot of uh, trial and error. And I've, you know, definitely made plenty of mistakes during, during my career. But, um, you know, that's the only way you go into to learn. So, uh, so yeah, yeah, you know, unfortunately, I, you know, didn't really have any, mentor or kind of goalie coach back then For that sure. uh can could lean on and to kind of be a sounding board so it was kind of a lot of it was just making my own mistakes and learning from them yeah yeah and i guess fast forward a little bit to 2005 you know you had an absolute breakout year uh winning a, a pro championship being named young british player of the year as well as winning several personal and team accolades and in, in ihf play including a gold medal uh, but maybe you can just start off by detailing to us kind of your first impressions when you got to pro and uh, where exactly you struggled the most initially when you tried to make the jump. The speed, the speed. And uh, I call it right. managing the chaos, mm. like just the guys crashing to the net, the, the layered <laughs> screens, the battles in front and just, you know, how, you know, less time you have to really make decisions. Um, and uh, so that was really the biggest uh, kind of, you know, welcome to pro hockey moment. It's just like, right. it's so unforgiving, right? Just uh, yes, the speed and word. everything. So, <laughs> so yeah, definitely had to learn the, the hard way and took, uh, took my knocks. But um, yeah, like I said, I felt that, uh it definitely made me grow as a, as a goaltender and uh, definitely, you know, kind of made me, um, you know, kind of better perform at, yeah. at those levels because of going through that kind of that growing pains, you could say. Yeah. What, what was that statement you said? Controlled chaos, controlling the chaos. What'd you say? Ma- managing the chaos. Managing the chaos. Why don't you kind of dive into that a little bit for everybody listening? Yeah, so you know, there uh, it was. It was kind of just by chance that uh, I, I kind of said it to a couple of my teammates, and just especially at just the first game, and you know, going from you know guys that are boys to guys that are men are like six five, six six, and just having these guys in front of me, and you know, bodies and guys trying to box out, and you know, trying then to kind of battle around, you know, find those sight lines. Yeah you know, beating screens, it, uh, that's was the, the biggest thing. And I, I remember like a couple of times where I just got beat because I was hoping for the best, you know, and, right. uh, it was, uh, me just thinking, oh, you know, the puck was going to hit me. And, you know, I quickly learned that that's not the case. You got to really battle around the screen. You got to find a way where it's over under to the side, you know, keep, keep your lane, but battle for that sideline. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, that's why uh, you know I say it's kind of just managing that chaos in in front of you. Yeah, yeah, I, I you know, and and I don't, I hate to stay on it too long, but you know, um, maybe you can dive into like the importance of of battling for sightline because you know what, there's a lot of kids um, that I speak with and uh, they're like, oh, it was traffic, oh, I didn't see it, and this and that, and but you know, the the expectation in pro hockey is they don't care, they want you to stop the puck, right? So. Maybe you can just talk about, you know, how hard it is to fight for sightline in pro and the importance of it as well. Yeah, well, I, I feel in in junior, you, you kind of think that, you know, every game is going to be perfect. You know, it's going to be 
controlled and that you know you know you're gonna have those uh those clear lanes and uh and you have time to to make saves and then you just go up a level and it's just another beast and you know for mm. for me that's where you know i try to incorporate it, especially in in practices where you know you make it tough on the goalies because then once they get into that game mm. environment it's not going to get yet any easier so no, the more <laughs> uncomfortable you can get where you know you are fighting and just like looking just yeah. to get anything you know uh to make those saves and uh and at the end of the day that's that's all the coach cares about he's, he's not looking for you to kind of be making any perfect saves he just wants you to kind of stop that puck and, and battle and uh you know one thing i always kind of say is uh you know goaltending is uh 20 habits and um uh, sorry, 80% habits, 20% compete. So if mm. you can just compete, you know, and fight for, for those pucks, you know, you're always then going to give yourself, uh, yourself a chance and uh, and give the team a chance to win. That's what is more important at the end of the day. Yeah, man. And, and I guess for kids looking to make that jump to, to pro hockey one day, you know, you mentioned uh, habits compete. But what, what do you think is one of the most important skills young kids can start developing that will help them, you know, transition much more smoothly to the professional level one day well i think especially um rebound control is a no-brainer um but also puck handling now is is huge um Mm. especially in today's game it's uh it's expected i think it's one of the requirements now as a as a goaltender that you are that third d and you know if you can you know kind of contribute to helping the D out and uh, keeping possession and also, you know, limiting scoring chances, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, you know, create more scoring obviously down the other end. That's what it's kind of all about now. So uh, that's where, you know, I say to kids that you should be working on, you know, puck handling um, every single practice. And I feel, you know, there's the kind of the two sides to yeah. the puck handling. You, you have the situational, and then you have the skill. So mm-hmm. if you can, you know, if uh, if the play is down the other end in practice and they're doing some PP and then you can do something where you're working on your puck handling or get the assistant coach, like, doing a, a few dump-ins or rims and uh, mm-hmm. catching and playing up, you know, it's only going to be, you know, important come game time. And, you know, one of the biggest things that I, I hear from a lot of goalies is, oh, well, my, my coach, uh, you know, doesn't work on it. Well, you know, I feel that's where you got to be proactive and, and right. speak up and, uh, you know, show how important it is to kind of be developing the skill because ultimately it's going to lead to team success. Yeah, man. I mean, it it, uh, it was something that I kind of, I, I used to play, you know, back in the day, you know, here we have a three on three was kind of a popular summer thing. I remember us playing it when I was like seven or eight or something. And uh, you, they would always have the buzzards that the buzzer that would go off, yeah, right? So yeah. everybody would go off for the change, and the puck would just be sitting there, right? So I, or I remember I went to my dad one day, and I was like, "Am I allowed to play that?" He's like, "Yeah, go out and play it." So I started <laughs> getting used to like going out, getting it, taking it back, making passes like up ice and stuff. And honestly, um, it became a huge part of my identity that people knew me as. But it also became something that helped me stick out a lot. Um, yeah. you know, cause it, it, it helps your D not take a million hits in a game, right? It helps yeah. break up 
a four check. Whereas if they dump it, you let it rim. Their guy's hammering down the 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 far side wall. He's gonna smash your D as soon as it comes around, right? So yeah, you know, I, I'm a I'm a big advocate for the puck playing too. Um, I think it's a dimension that, and even when I played pro, like if I didn't come out and and stop pucks, my coach would scream at me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, stop the puck, Santa. <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness. Uh, I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'll get out there, man. So, no, no, man. A very important part. Uh, you know, puck playing is something that can help you stand out. But you're right; it has become sort of a, a non-negotiable that you need some, some of that in your repertoire a little bit, right? So, um, but I think it's it's important for for kids to kind of realize that you know we we're not talking about the kind of the the long bombs to the guy on the far blue line, right? For a right. Away. Good point. The, the simple ten foot passes, tape to tape. You know, that's what is uh, is really important. So. It's not about complicating things. It's, it's really just about keeping things simple and you know just getting holding you know possession and then transitioning that that puck out. So you know yeah, it might be times where you know you can throw that long bomb and you know hopefully yeah. get uh, get a nice apple at the end of it. But <laughs> um, but the reality is, I feel like it's less is more and just kind of keeping things simple with just those short uh, passes. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I agree. And, and maybe we can dive a bit into your, you know, your breakout season in, in 2005. You know, you said that, you know, when you first got to junior, you were kind of still finding your identity a little bit. But, you know, fast forward in 2005, um, when you had a, a crazy, crazy good year and, and went on to do great things. But that year, what, what exactly did you change or modify from prior years? And what do you think contributed so much to your success that season? Well, to be honest with you, I feel like it kind of started from the, the year previously where yeah. I probably had like the worst adversity um, to my career at that, that point. So I actually started the, the year out in the U.S. in, uh, in Dubuque, Iowa. Um, yeah. And uh, I was pretty... In the um, USHL? No, no. This was uh, Junior B at the, the, uh, the oh, Saints. Okay, got it. This, this was before the Saints. Right. And um, as junior B, we were playing in the in the Minnesota League, yeah. and uh, you know, for a guy from Wales coming to play junior in uh, in the U.S., it was a kind of big deal at the at the time. For sure, and um, and pretty much it didn't go to the way uh, I uh, expected. I played right. two games um, in uh, in five months, and. Uh, and they weren't great showings, and uh, pretty much after that, you know, I got I got yanked the one game, and uh, I was in the stands then for pretty much the the rest of it. And uh, yeah. come Christmas time, I had to make a decision where you know my team back in the UK um, reached out to me and said that uh, they would like for me to come back if uh, if I want to and, and yeah. play, um, or you know I can stay in the US and you know battle it out and and hope um you know that i get game time and uh i just had to kind of swallow my pride back then and uh kind of put my ego to one side and realize that you know playing uh, at that point in you know my career was uh, the priority so i I came came back with a kind of new mindset and uh i totally changed everything i i realized that uh, if i wanted to uh, um you know compete um, at a higher level, I needed to be better. So uh, that uh, that summer, um, I changed my workouts. I uh, changed my nutrition. Um, mm. I you know, used to come to uh, uh, Mississauga 
every summer for uh, for my goaltend development. So I came out did a couple of weeks at the John Elkins uh, oh, yeah. school, <laughs> and um, and just totally changed around my uh, my preparation. And yeah. uh, you know, it's like like the old saying, right? You do do the homework, the test becomes easier. So uh, mm. I felt then that um, that I was I was ready. And funny enough, I didn't even start out in the top division. I actually started in the third division in the, in the UK, but. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit different back then. They had like these crossover leagues. So mm. we were actually, you know, playing in a cup where we were playing teams in the division higher that had, you know, more imports and, you know, kind of more kind of full-time professionals. Yeah. And I just got destroyed every game, like 50, 60 <laughs> shots, but wow. it was the best thing for me. And, yeah. uh, and I, you know, I guess uh, a little bit of luck goes uh, goes a long way. The uh, two goalies um, that were playing for the Belfast Giants got injured in the same game. Wow! And, uh, I got a call um, pretty much uh, the one night saying, "Can you come to Belfast uh, tomorrow morning? You're going to be starting against Nottingham Panthers." And I was like, "Oh my God! What 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 just happened?" But. <laughs> I, uh, one, one day I was getting ready to play in a division three game. And then I was playing in the top uh, pro league in the UK. And, uh, I, in a way it was good cause I didn't really have time to think. I just right. uh, went out and played, but I, I tell everyone that, um, you know, the preparation was, uh, really the difference and, uh, you going through that adversity and that challenge the, the year prior. It's probably in hindsight one of the best things for me because uh, until then I was only really competing against British guys and never really yeah. you know, competed with you know guys in in North America and really seeing the kind of the standard um, in North America. So it definitely changed my mindset and uh, made me hungrier, and more more driven then to to push myself and uh, do the work. Yeah. And I guess for, you know, a, a lot of people go through, uh, you know, everybody's story is different. We obviously know that. Right. Um, but we, we do know that everybody does go through some type of adversity at some point that really, you know, uh, it, it makes you become forged in the fire. You know what I Absolutely. mean? Is like what I like to say. It starts making you play a bit, you know, with a chip on your shoulder. So maybe you can just get some advice to, you know, to people who might be in the same situation where maybe they didn't come off a, a year that they really liked and, you know, what's some advice you have for them to kind of break through like you did and, and have an amazing career going forward? Well, I think, uh, you know, a big, especially in, in today's world, um, you know, especially for a lot of kids, um, they compare themselves to others and mm. it's, it's, it's easy done, especially in the world of, of social media, you know, you for see sure. Seeing guys get drafted, you're seeing guys go into this camp, you're seeing guys doing this, and um, it, it really is tough. And uh, you know, again, it shows my age now that you know back then I didn't use any social media. It wasn't even smartphones. It was the kind of the old <laughs> barely dial-up. had cell phones. Yeah, right? exactly. Right. So uh, you know, it. Um, you know, I I was guilty of comparing myself um, at, at times, but. I think as you, uh, you know, you get older, you kind of really realize that, you know, the focus on your own journey and mm. your own process. And, you know, I, I highlight the goalies, you know, I work with all the time that, you know, currently in the NHL is, you know, 62 um, goaltending jobs, you know, soon to be mm. 64. 
you yeah. think that all you know 62 guys had the same route to the NHL no way you know everyone is is different so mm-hmm. everyone just not kind of needs to focus on on their path and uh you know their journey and you know making sure that you know just each day they're just worried about getting better and mm-hmm. you know they're um and I think especially you know, that uh you know, 15 16 17 year old age I think that's where it's probably you know more important because it says yeah. easy to kind of see what your buddy is doing and what what he is uh you know team he's playing for and then mm. you know it, it can only harm your own development in the long run yeah I, I, that was very well said man I'm a, a big advocate of uh that similar approach you know you just kind of you know, you got you got to just it builds self awareness around like what your identity is, and, and then you just got to be comfortable in, in what that is, and you got to be confident in that, right? You know, Absolutely. kids go to tryouts. There's dozens of other goalies, right? You have to find a way to just focus on yourself, focus on showing your identity the best, and whatever the coaches think, uh, you know what I mean? They think so. I I, I couldn't agree more. A lot of distractions going on right now in the world we live in. I I lived in an era too where, believe it or not. Uh, you know, uh, we didn't really have like social media before no. like 2012, right? So MS, <laughs> MSN, MSN dial-up. That's, MSN, uh, yeah. man, that's what it was. That's what it was about here in Canada. You know, it was like AOL. It was all the instant yeah. messengers, and we did it way different than we do it now. But you know, I kind of tuned out really, like when I was young. I mean, I, I, everybody knows. You know, listen, I'm a pretty short guy, um, and you know, I kind of I, I, I tuned out the whole world as a kid. You know what I mean? Like I was you know, just so tuned into myself and my development and everything. And I never really even thought about, you know, necessarily like, oh, this guy's better than me, whatever. Um, but then as I got older and the, there was more social media and you have more exposure to every everybody around you, you start saying like, oh, this guy got drafted this. Why not me? You know, it's not yeah. like I don't say like I'm not mad because I didn't get drafted and then go play in the NHL in, at 18 like Carey Price and Marc-Andre Fleury. I think that's a, a very, very bad approach to take to hockey. And uh, you articulated very well that everybody has different roads. We all develop at different rates. Things click at different moments. And um, at the end of the day, you know, and I say this on the show a lot, that hockey is about the journey. It's not about the destination. It's about absolutely the things you learn about yourself along the way and proving to yourself that you could do things that you never really could and, and enjoying the journey. It's not just about, you know, necessarily like that angle. And I promise yeah. that a lot of kids out there, if they focus on that in that process, you typically end up having better results, right? hundred percent. You know, the, I, I feel as well, like, you know, kind of going back to the comparison that, you know, kids are in such a, a rush to get to that next yeah. level. And they just want the jacket, right? Absolutely. And, you know, I always say there's a right way to develop. You can't mm. rush the process. So, you know, the if you are thinking, right, I, I just want to get to the next level as as uh, as quick as I can, but, you know, you haven't proved yourself at the, the level you are and, you know, you haven't, you know, warranted that opportunity to have a chance going to the next level you know what i mean so you're better off you know putting your time and energy into focusing you know where you are right now and how you can get better and you know if you can dominate the level that you are playing at then you're going to give yourself an opportunity to go to that Mm. next level but 
you know, if you're not ready to, to jump, you're, you're, you're only going to then pay the price if you oh, do yeah. try and kind of say cheat your way there. You know, and I agree, man, you gotta, you gotta kind of jump through the right hoops, right? You know, Absolutely. If, if you're, you know, if you're not dominating where you are, how do you expect to go up to junior A and, and, and even, you know, help win games there, right? You can't, um, you can't, you can't cheat the game, you know, and that's where I right. try to reinforce that, uh, you know, hockey is getting better and better and better and yeah. the game will humble you pretty fast if, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> if you're not prepared and you haven't put the, the work in. Yeah, man. Well, well, you know, you, you ended up doing some major damage in the English Pro League, you know, winning several playoffs and several championships, uh, you know, following your first one. So just an absolutely stellar, uh, you know, pro championship background, really. And we don't get many people, you know, who've had an opportunity to be on that stage so often. So maybe you can just dive into, you know, what, what really makes like championship goalies? And in your opinion, what's one of the most important characteristics uh, of a championship goalie that allows them to not just get to the finals, but win it and find a way to break through. Yeah. Well, f- first off, you know, I was, I was very lucky in my career to play on some great teams with some great players that uh, helped me out uh, along the, the way. Um, but the, the biggest thing is, is really a consistency and discipline. Mm. You know, you're not, you're not just going to show up, you know, and, you know, you're going to get the, the prize at the end of it. You know, it takes planning, um, you know, it takes effort and it, it takes time. And, um, yeah. you know, the, uh, for, for a lot of goalies out there that, um, you know, just by showing up every single day and putting the hard hat on, you know, that's what it's going to really um, count when it, when it really matters. But if you think that you can, you know, just kind of go 50% and, uh, hope then that, uh, you know, the opportunity will arise, you know, yeah. I, I think that, um, you're very mistaken and, uh, it has to be earned. I always say the goal is it has to be earned. If you, you put in the work, you know, I, I believe then good things will eventually come, but, uh, I feel one of the biggest, uh, you know, qualities that I, I look for in, in goaltenders is mm. uh, resilience. Um, mm. Love the, that word. The, the ability to kind of, you know, bounce back after failure, um, mm. you know, really is something that I look for. Um, and even when I'm scouting, I, I really um, make a point to kind of see how, how they are once they've, right. you know, kind of, gone through that challenge or had that little bit of uh, adversity and you know seeing how they can reset you know mm-hmm. and um and you know again i just feel that like once you you know everyone has those uh those rough games and uh you know things don't quite go the way you expected but you know i always say it's how you bounce back that's what yeah. really matters and it's just a an opportunity then to kind of test yourself mentally and uh, physically yeah, dude, I love that you said resilience because, you know, uh, obviously it's recruiting season and I've had a lot of conversations with, uh, you know, a lot of my students and stuff about, you know, everybody looks at like the elite prospects and stuff and they see all these wins, but they don't chalk up how many times you got cut from teams. You yeah. Know? yeah. And uh, I said, I probably got cut from more teams than I ever made because I yeah. just put myself out there and I was willing to fail to learn. And uh, you said it earlier, you know, 
Um, and I believe the same thing. You, you will always learn more from failure than you ever will from success. And, um, you know, I, and I said this in, in the show very early on that, you know, you have to liberate yourself from the feeling of being embarrassed from failure, right? Yeah. I don't enjoy failing. It's not something I like doing, but I'm not embarrassed when I fail. You yeah. know, I don't let that hold me back from growing or figuring out whatever it is I need to do, because I know if I when I do fail, it's because I did something wrong. So and it tells you something There's always a message hidden within the challenge, within the failure. That's typically, you know, the answer's hidden somewhere there if you're willing to look hard enough. And if you don't have that resilience, you know, to kind of bounce back, like you said, I mean, even look in the Stanley Cup series, you know, Jordan Bennington. Uh, what was he in every game he got? It was like when he got pulled the games game after he got pulled, he had like a 1.1 GAA and yeah. like, you know what I mean? And like a nine, four, five save percentage. And we've had a lot of major league coaches on the show and they say, Hey, we know that you're going to have a bad day. We know you're going to let in bad goals, but it's the elite NHL guys. They're able to get back to their normal a lot faster. They're able to bounce yeah. back a lot better. Um, and maybe you can just touch on that a little bit. No, I, I totally agree with uh, with everything you were saying. There, um, I feel as well that um, uh, you know failure is probably the best teacher. You know, you learn more in failure than you do um, in success, and I, yeah. you know that's how I feel that I've I've learned during uh, during my career. And uh, I feel that's I say the goalies like you know on on day one when whenever um you know i meet them so like listen you're going to fail and the sooner yeah. you you know realize that the easier it's going to be but if you think it's going to be you know a uh, a piece of cake then you 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 sadly mistaken you, you you're yeah. in the wrong business i i, I use sure. so uh, we are we are meant to fail yeah yeah you know and uh and this is way you know i say the goalies as well but then especially when i uh, you know doing recruitment and uh you know a lot of a lot of goalies will send me you know uh game video and it's just like a highlight reel of all the saves and you know it's it it's great. And I, you know, I'll it makes you look like a rock star. Right? Oh, I was like, you know, this, this is awesome. This is awesome. But, uh, the reality is I don't want to see that. I want yeah. to see how you are going to be in a, you know, a, a six, five game, you know, yeah. how are you going to respond when, you know, things are tough? How are you going to respond that yeah. if you go down, you know, three goals in the first period, you know, um, mm. For, for me, that's where I really want to kind of uh, see the video. And, you know, the amount of times I've said the goal is, I want you to send me your worst game. And they're like, you know, kind of look at me like I got two heads. Like, you know, what? Like, <laughs> why do you want to see how I, I want to see how you deal with adversity. I want to see yes. your resilience. And, um, you know, so I think, uh, you know, again, it's that kind of that, that world where, you know, we think that, uh, you know, by showing the best, that's going to help. But uh, I think, yeah. you know, when you dig deep and you really then kind of see how they perform when they're on their, their worst night, that's where you really see them, the kind of the true character and the true kind of fight and that, that resilience uh, in them. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, everybody listening, you know, can't tell you how important that is. And it's actually becoming uh, 
pretty well known that that's kind of a non-negotiable now, right? Like, you know, uh, even me, you know, when I first got to pro, it didn't go great. Kind of got cut from a few teams, you know, learned what it took to stick. And then I was able to finally stick, right? Because I, yeah. I just was proactive about kind of making that change. I swallowed my pride and said, you know, I need to get better in some areas here. You know what I mean? So, um, but, but you know, since retiring in 2012, you know, you got on to coach several years at, uh, at the pro level, the international and the CIS collegiate levels now. Uh, but maybe we can first just dive into your personal coaching philosophy and break it down a little bit. So what are your three to four pillars that you surround your coaching and playing for, uh, philosophy around and why do you think they're so important? Yeah, so I think, uh, you know, first and foremost, it's uh, about building relationships. Um, I think that until the goalies see that you you truly care about them as a, a person, um, you know, it's like the old saying, they, they, they don't care what you know until you show that you care right so uh, for me that's that's number one and you know building that trust and then you know afterwards then we can go into that kind of plan of how we're going to achieve you know consistent performance because i feel that's the uh, a controllable on where we yeah. can we can uh, really plan for um and then it's kind of about developing then you know a well-rounded goaltender where you know the men- the mental side the technical side and the tactical side is, um, you know, kind of my philosophy. And then I, I kind of have five pillars actually. So, so I yeah, think, yeah, yeah, let's hear it. So there, uh, I just feel that, um, you know, the game is just getting so fast and, uh, it really is now about just kind of simplifying things where the goaltenders don't have to think. So, you know, my pretty much every, every goalie I meet, you know, I always say it's all about, you know, Good reads, reading the play, being balanced, beating passes, set and square, control the rebound. And mm. if you do those, you're going to be hard to beat. And that's kind of the key is put the kind of percentages in your favor. If you do the majority of the work before that shot's released, the shot becomes a lot easier. So... So yeah, that's something that you know I really kind of hammered down um, with the goalies I work with. Yeah, maybe we can kind of jump into um, you know you talk about mental, technical, and tactical, and then and then basically you're kind of you're kind of alluding to efficiency. But maybe we can kind of just dive into sort of the mental side of things. Uh, what do you think is one of the most important mental characteristics? We kind of talked about resilience, but um, maybe another one that that can that goes along with uh, being a great goaltender. Yeah, absolutely. I always, any goalie that asks me what's, uh, what's the number one kind of mental performance uh, um, advice, I always say the ability to be in the present moment. Mm. That, that to me is, is what mental strength is uh, because it, it really is the hardest thing to achieve. Yeah. And, you know, you, you know yourself that, you know, the mind wanders, you know, you, you, you know, it's, uh, it's easy to kind of think about maybe a past game or yeah. a game coming up. And, uh, and, you know, the, the good news is, though, it, it's a, a trainable skill, just like mm-hmm. anything else in, in goaltending. So, uh, you know, one thing that, you know, I, I really hammer in with goalies is that to kind of train themselves to kind of be present to kind of mm-hmm. keep on you know kind of pulling their attention you know you know back in um you know whenever they feel their mind wander and that yeah. uh, 
that net shot mentality. You know, it doesn't matter where you just made, you know, the best save of your life or, you know, a goal's gone in, the score is 0-0, 10-0. You know, it's that, mm-hmm. just that net shot mentality. And, uh, you know, I say, I say it's kind of like, you know, being a golfer, right? A, a golfer is not going to be thinking about his putt on the 18th hole at the first tee. Right. right? So uh, a golfer just goes shot by shot by shot. So if uh, if we can achieve that, you know, I just feel that the goalies have more fun, there's less pressure on them, and they just play. They just trust and just play. Yeah, and then, and then you also mentioned the tactical side. Um, maybe you can kind of dive into that just a little bit and maybe one of the most important characteristics that you mentioned with your goalies regarding that. Yeah, absolutely. I I think that um, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's uh, all about reading the game. You know, the mm. the more you can you know identify you know threats, um, you know one timers, you know stick blades, players' movement. You know, mm. you're going to be then kind of ahead of the game, and uh, and that's why you know pretty much you know every movement drill that I do. I always have, you know, key um, areas where they have to scan, just like what they would do in a game. If they get right. back to the post, quick scan. If they have a lateral pass, have that quick scan. If the, you know, the puck is in a low scoring area uh, or the player has their back turned to you, quick scan. So, you know, those habits then are just ingrained. Then come game time, it's it's automatic. So, right. you know, and... Uh, you know, and that's why as well, like, you know, when, um, you know, I do drills, you know, I'll, I like to use, uh, you know, maybe two or three players and, you know, kind of have them moving around and, you know, kind of make it as, uh, as much situational as possible and get the goalies out of their comfort zone because at the end of the day, that's that's pretty much what the game's going to be. The game's going to make you uncomfortable. So yeah. the more you can practice that, to say that easy is going to be then come game time. Yeah, absolutely. And then, and then uh, another thing you alluded to was sort of this idea, uh, this rise in, in what we call like uh, efficiency and simplifying the game. Yeah. You know, why, why do you think it's important these days to kind of less is more is something you uh, mentioned before? Yeah, it's just the game now is, is so fast. And, you know, the time it takes for you to you process that information and then, react and then make a save right um so uh, the the less you have to do in your movement and your positioning um to get yourself set and square to to make that save mm-hmm. you 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 really then making life a lot easier for yourself so um you know often a lot of the time is when you know i'm working with a, a new goalie it's, it's really just chopping down on things that uh really is not necessary and uh you're just kind of really you know simplifying the game to the the bare minimum that you know they can just read react and make that safe that's to me is what kind of efficiency is is just making things as easy as possible um you know on uh on yourself and i think um you know the more the more efficient you are in you know those areas uh, the Less scoring chances is going to be, you know, mm. the um, less possession that the opponent's going to have, and then you know, hopefully, then that can translate then in possession for your team, you know, and uh, you know, high scoring chances as well. 
Mm-hmm. And then, and then I guess, you know, jumping into sort of, uh, you know, specific development at certain levels and goalies looking to make that transition from minor hockey levels to, you know, the junior levels this fall and, and, um, you know, this spring kind of thing, what do you think is the most important thing for them to focus on to be able to transition much smoother? I think it kind of goes back to what we spoke about earlier is, uh, expect to face adversity and, uh, and challenges and, uh, and that is mental skills. If, um, if you can, you know, train yourself to be in those, uh, tough situations, um, whether it's battling in, in, in practice, you know, doing a a little bit of a, a game where, you know, you, uh, you have to compete and, you know, whoever you less the most and has to skate, you know, just to kind of create <laughs> yes. that, uh, that challenge, that adversity. I, uh, I think again, you know, unless, unless it's trained, how do you expect it to kind of turn up when, when you need it the most? Right. So, right. Uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of kids, I feel that they, they invest a lot in their, uh, you know, their skill development, they, the strength conditioning, the nutrition, well, you know, I find that one area that they really uh, miss out on, and it's, I feel is a big mistake, is is developing their mental skill. Yeah, yeah, and then and then making the jump to pro hockey. You know, where do you typically see uh, where do you typically see goaltenders struggle the most when they're first trying to transition to pro? But two areas I think is the consistency. Um, yeah. I think they you know they try and fight you know pucks a little bit more and they try to kind of think that because they've moved up a level now they have to do things uh things differently Mm -hmm. but uh, i feel one of the biggest areas is actually kind of developing those pro lifestyle habits is Mm -hmm. uh you know one of the uh the biggest differences because for a lot of those kids they've either lived at home or they lived with billets and then you know you kind of go into then the the real world of being a pro and you know you gotta cook your own food you gotta kind of um look after your body you gotta kind of right. prioritize your uh um your sleep your nutrition your hydration and you know it really does become then where you know your focus is about prepare perform recover and mm. it's just a loop right so uh, that's what i find like a lot of you know kids kind of make that jump that they struggle with uh, at the beginning yeah, and then and then I guess finally maybe you can kind of share with everybody uh, one or two hacks that you use or, or have developed with your goalies um, that have helped them find success much quicker. Yeah, well, one of the things that uh, I, I've really preached is uh, practicing mindfulness, mm. and uh, it kind of goes back to what we just we spoke about being yeah, present. Being so. You know, whether it's you know meditation you know breathing techniques you know you know body scanning um you know i think that that's been one thing that is easy to do you can do it anytime and you know you can do it on the ice you can do it in the locker room anytime where yeah. you know you can just bring that focus back and you know i always keep on you know saying to the goalies like be where your feet are so if you can just keep on, you know, bringing, bringing that attention back with, uh, with practicing mindfulness, it's only just going to help you game, your performance, your enjoyment, and you, you know, you really then can just go up and play. Yeah. Within, within mindfulness, um, 
maybe you can be a little more specific as to like what you teach your guys. Maybe like, what do you have them think about from a visualization? Maybe you can detail to us the body scan and, and also, uh, what was the other one you mentioned as well? The breathing, breathing right? techniques. Yeah. So, so maybe, maybe you can get into detail, like the specific stuff that you show your guys versus a generic approach. Yeah, that's no problem. So, you know, one of the, the main, uh, and it's simple is, uh, it's called box breathing. So mm. you just kind of breathe in to the count of five, hold to the count of five, exhale for the count of five, and then just repeat that, you know, four, five, five times and just really kind of just feel the breath, you know, kind of coming in for the nose, you know, out for the mouth. And, you know, I usually say that really get the senses involved, you know, like especially right. if you're in, you're in the arena, you know, feel the cold air of, uh, of the ice, you know, kind of really dig into all your senses to kind of use that as much as possible because that's what's with the real power um, you know, lies is in the, the feeling of doing the, uh, the technique. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, uh, and, and in terms of like, uh, a body scan, is that a little different from the breathing? Yeah. So, you know, I know, uh, like some, some guys, uh, you know, some girls as well that they would, uh, like kind of throw, um, you know, kind of water up in the air, can see a droplet down, like, you know, Carter Hart or Braden Holtby, right. or then kind of just kind of um, tense in like areas of the body where there's kind of tense in the, the hands together, you know, tense in the legs. You really kind of get that uh, that feel of, uh, of the muscles contracting and, you know, also a way where they can just relax themselves as well, especially, you know, if they feel themselves getting a little bit anxious, a little bit overwhelmed. It's just an easy, quick, efficient way where, you know, no one knows they're doing it. Like yeah. no one knows that uh, they're doing this on, on, on the ice. They got all their gear on. But again, right. it's just a way where they can can pull themselves in. And, uh, you know, one one thing I, uh, you know, said to all the, the goalies is when the, the Michael Jordan documentary came out with uh, The Last yeah. Dance, right? right? And, you know, saying about, you know, Jordan's biggest strength is is his ability to be present and, you know, the breathing techniques that he was doing. And, you know, that was one thing that I was, you know, saying to him, like, listen, you know, this, this clearly helps, you know, it's, it's helped guys uh, like Michael Jordan and, you yeah, know, he okay. obviously one of the best athletes ever. So, um, you know, it doesn't have to be difficult. It doesn't have to be time consuming. And again, it's a practice where I say the goal is if you can prioritize this, you know, to do on a daily basis, you know, before bed, you know, just kind of be relaxed, do, you know, a couple of minutes each day. It's only then going to really kind of pay off in, uh, in, in, in the long run. So, yeah. you know, the, I'm sure like, like yourself, you know, you've gone into you know, games and you've had that little voice in your head, you know, saying yeah. that, you know, I, I hope I make that big save in that, uh, in that key moment. And, you know, at the end of the day, that's, that's the conscious mind saying that, you know, your body knows how to stop a puck. You know, you've trained right. that, you know, thousands of times, you multiple uh, hours. So, you know, if you can just then, you know, give your mind that, that little bit of a job where it, uh, it focuses on something else, like your breath, mm -hmm. controllable, easy and uh, effective. 
Yeah. No, man. I mean, uh, you need some type of centering techniques. Um, you know, I, <laughs> I, I didn't even realize I used to do this, but I used to like, I used to like sing songs in my head. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I would skate out to the corner and that was kind of like, I would like sing songs in my head and that helped me kind of like bridge gap. And then when the play started, I was like dialed in, you know? So yeah, that's, I don't know if you've ever done that actually. <laughs> well, I think if it's a good, uh, good tune, come on, I probably found myself <laughs> uh, singing it from time to time. But uh, again, I just feel like if you just can have those couple of seconds to, you know, to kind of mentally, uh, leave the game and yeah. kind of you know consume your mental energy for when it really counts. Yeah. I, I think that's uh, that's huge. Um, you know, and again, that's a, a skill that can be developed. It, it it's awareness to understand your your thoughts and to, yeah. to kind of identify when they are starting to to wander and you know yeah. maybe a little bit of doubt kind of creeps in. But if you can snap out of it right away by you know. Yeah, doing a, a mindfulness technique it it really is going to to help and you know the goalies that i've worked with you know like i uh i've given you know tons of different stuff that uh you know you can get for free on you know youtube you know google like it's right. tons of free resources that uh you can tap into that uh can can help yeah and and you know i i say this too right like I think people like worry about the thoughts that they have, but we all have like, we all have like weird thoughts. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're randomly thinking about like what you ate this time or what you said to this person or sometime you kind of like embarrass yourself, but you're like, why am I thinking of that? You know what I mean? So yeah. I think for everybody out there, you know, it's just like having self-awareness that like, you know, everybody's brain is like a little, a little out there a bit, yeah. you know, where your mind wanders and just thinks about weird things and you just got to kind of build that that skill of just letting thoughts pass and, and being able to come back to the moment, like you said, and, th and that's, you know, that's all the mindfulness training and, and uh, maybe we'll try and get uh, somebody like a yoga teacher. We haven't had that on here on the show yet. You think that'd be good? No, I think, uh, I think that would be great because, you know, at the end of the day, like I, I say, our, our attention is very sensitive. You know, it could just be yeah. pulled in any direction at, at any time. So unless it's really, you know, trained and, you know, say like, I think, um, you know, get in like a, a specific meditation coach or mindfulness yeah. coach to kind of come on the pod. I think that would have so much uh, value in, uh, you know, kind of bringing in different techniques and, you know, methods that, you know, maybe, you know, kind of not a lot of people think about. So it's different yeah. for everyone. It's no, that's the, that's the, yeah, exactly. the thing about this is no kind of cookie cutter it really is kind of what works for the individual, what's going to make them feel good. And like I said, you know, just kind of bring, bring themselves back into the present when, whenever they kind of feel that they, they thoughts start to wander. Yeah, man. Well, Nathan, you have any uh, last words of advice for everyone listening? You feel passionate about sharing? Uh, I think we've, we covered a lot, but um, you know, one thing I always uh, kind of say to my goalies is, uh, you know, just be, be a great teammate, you know, trust the process and just have fun stopping pucks. Yeah, man. Well, Coach Craze, thank you so much for coming on the show, dude. Always love, you know, just bringing on guests who have had that, that strong uh, coaching and playing experience at the next level. And uh, I know your advice here will be invaluable to everyone. So can't thank you enough for for taking some time to come on, man. Can you just let people know where they can get in touch with you online? Yeah, absolutely. So you can go to my website, which is uh, crazegoaltending.com, uh, or you can 
reach out on Instagram at uh, crazegoaltendon or you can reach me on uh, Facebook at uh, Nathan Craze Goaltendon. Happy to help anyone with any advice uh, at any time. Right on. So go check out Nathan Craze and all the links will be available in the show notes uh, if, if you want to go look into him and his schools and everything he's done. And he's experienced tons of success at the next level for, for over 20 years now. And I know him and his goalies and his teams have a bright future ahead of them, man. So maybe somewhere down the road, we'll have you back on the show, dude, if that's something that interests you. Absolutely. I'd love to. Well, I'm grateful for you coming on, buddy. Uh, good luck as we, we roll into the summer here. You take care, stay safe, and we'll chat soon, man. Thanks, Mike. Same to you. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode, guys. If you like what you heard today, make sure to smash that subscribe button as we have tons of amazing guests lined up ready to come onto the show in the next few months. And make sure to tune in next week and every Tuesday from now on at 8 a.m. As next week, I have another awesome guest coming on the show. And uh, and that's Jean-Philippe Lamoureux. And Jean-Philippe has just had an absolutely stellar playing career filled with tons of championships uh, team and personal accolades, and he's still currently playing. Uh, he has over, you know, over 400 games played at pro, and he and and I couldn't be more excited, you know, to welcome him to the show. He played at North Dakota, absolutely standoutish his his whole career, and and what a privilege to have him. Uh, he reached out to me just uh, giving his support for the show, and I said, man, you, would you like to come on? You 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 would fit the bill perfectly. So. Uh, couldn't be happier to have him. Really excited for you guys to listen to it. You're not going to want to miss this one, so make sure to tune back next week. Without further ado, here are the giveaway details for our monthly giveaway we do for the Goalie Hacks podcast. And just as a note here, if you enter into this giveaway, even if you don't win, uh, we select four winners a month, and, and that includes books, uh, different products, training products, uh, neuro tracker subscriptions. We give away all sorts of things. We pick four people a month. And even if you don't win uh, one month, you're always entered into uh, the, the future the future giveaway. So to enter the giveaway, if you're an Apple user, simply go to the Apple Podcast app on your phone and leave us a written review and rating. And if you're an Android user, you can also download iTunes onto your computer and leave a review and rating on there as well. And once you leave a review of the podcast, just take a screenshot of it and either email it to goaliehacks at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram with your screenshot and your full name. Get excited, guys. Great things ahead. I hope you guys enjoyed today's show, and I'll see you next week.